Hello and welcome to hashtag make it make sense. You are live and in tune with your host Antoinette and today I have a very very exciting episode. I have my two favorite ladies here with me. Um, I have my bestest friend and sister Janique. Hey everyone. And her sister Jamila. So for today's episode, we are going to be talking about friendships and sports and how the two really connect. So first and foremost, I'm going to introduce our guest today. So Janique. Hello. So my name is Janique and I'm so excited to be here and I'm just excited that you uh, considered me and Jamila for this opportunity and that we can just keep it real and just share our lives and our testimonies and our thoughts and feelings, and we hope you guys like it. There's a lot of things within this discussion that we're gonna get into that I feel like needs to be talked about. I'm excited to talk about it. A lot of people need to know about it, get the word out. So yeah, Yeah. excited to get into it. For sure. So first things first, Janique, I've known you more than 10 years. More than 10 years? Yeah. Like beyond that? Beyond that. Like, we became friends maybe around six years ago. Yeah. But I've known you through soccer forever. Ever. Mm-hmm. I even 16, remember 16, 17 years. She was my rival, y'all. So yes. I played on, like, the left side. Left midfielder, and you played... Defense. Defense. I was on the right side. Yeah. And we always went at it, and I never knew mm-hmm. her. I just knew that I hated her, because yeah. I hated <laughs> her marking me. It yeah. was so annoying. Yeah. She was so good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so Janique is a year older than me. Yes. Uh, so my age group was crushing it. Uh, Killing so it. we were play, always playing thing. up in age mm-hmm. to get good competition. Mm-hmm. And we have to face Ajax Storm. <laughs> oh, the rivalry. Yes. <laughs> the rivalry. And we would get, we would battle. Oh, yeah. We would yeah. definitely battle. Oh, yeah. It was very good matchups. Crazy. Yeah. Oh my god, our dads would be going. Yeah, I know, like too. honestly, 92s, 93s. Mm-hmm. Me being the younger sister and like coming to the games and then watching and then going and playing after, but like sitting there throughout the games, like we, even the parents on the sideline talking from a person on the sideline, yeah. like we'd be fighting. Yeah, you like, it's, it's like, real. no, no, like they're gonna score, this person's gonna score. <laughs> no. no, like and you know my that sister's gonna on. score. <laughs> and we're hyping up, like, no, it was. The best. <laughs> the best. <laughs> good times. Good times. Amazing times. Um, but let's start. So, Janique, when did you start playing soccer? I started playing soccer maybe around five, six. Okay. So what is that? Like grade one. Okay. And I did start out with boys. Ooh. I started out with boys in the Vern days. I didn't even know that. Yes. And then who did you play for? So I played for Melbourne. Melbourne Select. I did play for Scarborough United maybe about, like, two years. Okay. And then for the rest of the time that I could remember, it was always Ajax Storm. Okay. And we killed it, and we were always number one. So your rep days, <laughs> so your rep days were Ajax Storm? Pretty much all of my rep days were Ajax Storm, okay. like, all the way up to 17. Yes. Okay, cool. And then, Jamila, how about you? I started when I was four. 
Yeah, she's yes. younger. I was very young. I, and then started off Scarb United. Played with them until U10, I believe. Yeah. And I was always a year younger than anyone on the team. But U10, and then I went to Pickering for, I think, three years. Okay. And then from Pickering, in between Pickering and Ajax, I was on the provincial team. And then I moved up to Team Ontario. Nice. That program was for five years. So I didn't really get to be with Pickering for a little bit. And Ajax, even though I started out with them, I wasn't really with them at the beginning. Then after Ajax, I moved to FC Durham Academy. Mm-hmm. But Ajax and FC Durham Academy was all ran by the one Coach Rich. Oh, God. Yes. See, she's elite. Richards. I only made it to regional. She went to public. So. <laughs> Nice. Now, Jamila, for you, did you play soccer because Janique played soccer? Is it something you wanted to get into? You're like, your parents just put you in something Mm. to keep you busy? I mean, growing up, we were athletes. I'm not even going to say we were soccer players. We were all around athletes. Definitely. We were put into everything. I remember I joined three teams outside of school. Mm -hmm. So outside of school, I was doing track Outside of school, I was doing basketball, mm-hmm. and then I was doing soccer. Absolutely. But then yeah. it got to a point where I had to choose, and I just ended up choosing soccer. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, like for me growing up, I was actually put into soccer because of my doctor, because <laughs> I had asthma. Really? Really? really, wow. really I did not asthma. know that. So in order to build up my lungs, the mm. doctor's like, why don't you put her in soccer? So they put me in that, and I was doing that from the time I was four, mm. right up until my 20s but same like you guys i was always playing different sports basketball mm-hmm. volleyball track yeah swimming you name it yeah so when did we stop playing again 22 22 years old yeah 22 still going. <laughs> we the old g's she's still going through the process one more year <laughs> one more year yeah <laughs> okay so janique let's talk about our friendship and when that really started to formulate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a little bit background story with me. So I'm from the West End. I played for Dixie, Mississauga. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up getting a soccer scholarship to play D2 soccer. Um, for my first, what, two years of college, I was at a school in North Carolina. Ended up tearing my ACL my second year. Um, We had some coaches changes. I was super miserable Mm -hmm. and ended up transferring to Janique's college. Um, And Jamila's college because she goes there now too. (laughs) Um, Tusculum (laughs) College. So even how I came around to Tusculum, they were recruiting me at the same time um, Belmont Abbey was, my original school, but I had already signed with Belmont Abbey by the time TC came around. Um, So once things kind of went really bad at Belmont Abbey, I was like, okay, like, let me reach out um, to the coach at Tusculum. At the same time, um, one of my teammates from playing rep, her older sister, was at TC too. Um, So I had a phone conversation with her just to kind of get a feel and stuff like that. Um, And then proceeded and then, yeah, signed the offer, whatever, came over to TC. And I'll never forget because we had like that picnic Yes. Like, towards the backfield? Um, like, the mixer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With all the parents. Yeah. So, I didn't know anybody apart from my teammate's older sister at the time. Mm-hmm. And then walking in, like, and I see Janique, and I was like, oh, another Canadian. My rival goes here. What? And there were other girls, too, from yes. your team and, like, yep. in and around, like, the, storm. Yeah, yep. the Durham region. And I was like, what? They all play here. Yeah. <gasps> Sheesh. 
So oh yeah, that was like the first introduction. Mm-hmm. And I remember you coming up to me and you, you said hi. And then like you had like seen my knee and you were just like, oh, like, I don't know if you're going to be ready. Like your leg still kind of looks like a little bit weak. I don't remember saying that, but I probably did. Something like <laughs> that. By the time you came there, I already went through like two ACL surgeries yeah. anyway. So no, something like that. Because like, I was not ready. My first yeah. surgery was like a botch rough. surgery. Ugh, it was just a mess. I was yeah. nowhere game ready, game shape yeah. to play mm-hmm. that season. And that first year I transferred, I did actually have to sit out and rehab surgery. Right. Because mm-hmm. I was right. just way too weak um, to do that. Uh, but yeah, the overall experience of me transferring to TC, I would have never traded it for the world because I met one of my best friends, my <laughs> sister, in the process. And just the fact of being out of college with other black people from Canada, from Toronto. It's comforting. Who are Jamaican? (laughs) What? (laughs) It was was amazing. It was amazing because I never had that. I was the only Canadian at my other school who played soccer. Yes, there were other black girls from different parts of the States, but there's nothing like being with your own people from home. Mm -hmm. It's true. You want a little piece of home whenever you go Mm -hmm. to school in the States. It's very important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to answer your question, to backtrack, um, me and Antoinette have very similar paths as well. Um, Mm -hmm. as I said, stated previously that I do have experience from age six to 17. I played rep and then I went to Tusculum. I was recruited to Tusculum to do, uh, four years and play collegiate ball, which had its very ups and downs. Um, but just like her five games in, well, I don't know about you, but five games in for me, um, and mind you, let me say that I was a starter. Life was booming. Like, you know, it was great. Um, I was in like the best shape of my life. It was amazing. And five games in, I tore my ACL. Um, I can't remember. I think, I think it was against Tampa. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was against Tampa. And then um, the first surgery was terrible <laughs> as well. And um, just... <laughs> uh, Maybe about a year and a half later, or that following summer, I was supposed to come back. I tore it again, mm-hmm. so I definitely mm-hmm. feel you on that not being game shape, game ready. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question, uh, leading up to that, um, we met at the brunch. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. And I was staring at her like she knew me all. <laughs> she knew me. <laughs> Who is that? You want to know how she knew me? Let me just take it back, a little throwback. I wasn't going to throw you under the bus, but if you want to say... I'm just going to out it. I'm just, you know, just got to tell the people. Tell the people. Exclusive details, what I'm telling you all right now. There might be pictures to follow. I don't know. We'll see how I feel. Um... So growing up, oh God, I was, thank God for grace and glow up because I did not look like this as a little child. Thank God for extensions. I will dive with weave in my admin business. I like it. Um, But yeah, so growing up, I had really short hair, big forehead. Had a mini fro going on. No, it was big. It was bad. Don't over exact. It was. Don't try to make me feel good. It was bad. Let's just call it what it is. And then I had glasses. I was too young at the time to get contacts. We so called I had her goggle girl. These big goggles. I remember that 
took up my whole entire face, and that's yeah. how everybody like in the soccer community knew me as Goggle, Goggle Girl. Girl, not I did Antoinette, not, know her name. not Auntie, which is my nickname. Nope, it's Goggle Girl. This is true. Let me cut in real quick. I remember like the first time hearing about you was after one game. I think it was at Hershey's. It was the Hershey's, Hershey's tournament. Center. And I was there at the game. Yeah. And I remember you came after the game. You're cussing. You're like, goggles? Yo, she's going to get it. And I was like, <laughs> like, who's goggles? She's like, you didn't see her? Like, yeah. <laughs> so that's how really I felt about that. Oh, no, no, Auntie. But after that, I was like, oh, true. Like, that's goggles. And then we movies. But then we're, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so funny all the rivalry to be best friends in <laughs> so pretty much i was just looking at her and i was like i this is goggle girl without the goggles mm. let me go say hi <laughs> <laughs> like is she coming here like what's she here for yeah. um uh but yeah i do actually now i remember saying hi to you mm-hmm. and then our dads seen each other and like yo yeah. i remember you dog like they dog yeah. i was like what and they were like all buddy buddy, but they're like, yo, I remember I used to cuss you out on myself like yeah. still. <laughs> really hostile. My dad's very, very hostile. Oh my gosh. But literally from then, um, we just hit it off. Mm-hmm. We just hit it off. Mm-hmm. Like I just remember like the first weekend when we went out, we went out together, yep. got dressed together, we yep. regained together. Yeah. Um, and I believe the very next like she didn't live in my room the first year, but she was she pretty much lived in my yeah. room the first <laughs> year. Like she Every was, day always there yeah. and then the next year we actually became roommates mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 worked out nicely <laughs> um now let's go over to jamila now if you mm. want to talk a little bit about like your transition like playing rep soccer and then playing college soccer and like okay. where you're at with that so for me um my whole life as a kid was just soccer like legit it was soccer 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 and then i was always on two teams mm-hmm. so it was like no break in between ever so I'd either be on Pickering, but then regular season, I can't play with them because I'm on Team Ontario and Team Ontario has rules that I have to abide yeah. by. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to stay strictly to Team Ontario. And then in the summer, I go to Pickering and then it's vice versa, this and that. But it was like that up until, I'd say grade 10, not even. No, yeah, grade 10. Yeah, grade 10 yeah. The year in grade 9, when it came most difficult was when I tore my ACL. So I was part of the ACL crew now. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, tore it freshman year of high school. I was 14. I was playing for Team Ontario at the time. So we went to Quebec to play for, I guess, like the finals championship, something like that, and pulled it. And then from there, tough. Like, that's all I can say. Tough. Because at the time... Having my sister had gone through it, her telling me everything. And I'm just like, bro, like, I don't even know if I can make it through it. This is my first major injury. I'm getting a whole bunch of weight. I'm mm-hmm. like, what is this? Yep. I'm like, how are you guys telling me I can't play? Like, stuff like that. So it's a whole bunch, like, a transition on top language of... language we don't speak. Like, can't yeah, play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, Excuse if you not. Play, like, <laughs> what, what you mean? That's all I know. Like, stop this. And then learning how to kind of, like, cope with it and still, like, figure out how to get into the groove again it's and be the person or player I was before and yeah. everyone telling me how you used to be that way. Mm-hmm. That was my transition. I had to go through that through high school. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, from elementary being athlete of the year, then going to high school, getting hurt and not being able to play and then people not knowing you as an athletic person. Right. 
and then people saying, "Oh, you're D Rose, you're done." And yeah, you're, you a lot of negative You're done. Yeah, and having all that in your ear, difficult. And then yeah. still, um, then after that, getting cut. I remember trying out for the national women's team for Canada, and them cutting me, telling me that um, your knee's not strong enough. Like you won't be able to with like hold in like practices and games. It's too hard for you because you're fresh out of surgery. And I was just like, okay. That was the moment I was like, what's going on here, God? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lord Jesus, tell me what's going on. Because how are you going to tell me I can't play something I'm good at, my, my, my gift, and tell me, oh, it's because of your knee? Like, no, that didn't stop me before. Yeah. Continued push through um, throughout high school again. Struggles. That's all I can say. My memory for the, the four, that four years. Um... I remember working my butt off, though, rehabbing, getting back. At this time, I was on Derm FC now. Um, going to a showcase castle in North Carolina. Showcase tournaments were big. Let me just tell y'all yes. something real quick when it comes to Canadian soccer. Yes. We played at the highest level in rep. Yes. Back then, it was what? OYSL. Yes. So you had to be the top yes. of the top in your age group to yep. even get invited to these showcases. Yep. So for us now, being in high school, mm-hmm. playing soccer, juggling school, then juggling like your teenage life, because like of course you want to go party and you want to go. Yeah, so just dealing with partying, what it's like to be an athlete and then the teenager was a lot going on but i think i can speak for all of us to say that our main focus was soccer we ate lived breathed soccer to be the best of the best and these showcase tournaments you have to get invited to these type Mm -hmm. of things Mm -hmm. and it's like a lot of them a couple of them did happen um here in ontario but a lot of them were in the states States. you're traveling to the states four or five times a year to get seen by all different levels of um soccer coaches mm. i know for me at one point towards the end of my rep season every saturday we played out of a league out in buffalo in the winter yeah just to get we did too good competition yeah um we i remember taking it back to playing like u10 when we first started out mm-hmm. we were playing in an all boys league like out in north york mm-hmm. um during the winter time to really like you know get that competition going and get the footwork and all the skills down so when yeah. summer comes, like, you're busting it out of the gate. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Right, pretty um, much. So, yeah. Yeah. It was, the, like, the best times were, like, man, when it's bad, it's bad. I know. But I just remember from that showcase, because um, I trained so hard, I came back. It took me a year and three months from the first surgery mm-hmm. after rehab to even play my first game. Like, that is mm-hmm. bad. That is bad. So after that, and then feeling like a duck <laughs> trying to play again and Bambi trying to get her legs back. Because mind you, sorry to cut in, mind you, when you tear your ACL, you have to learn to walk again. You yeah. have to learn to stand again. Yeah. Um, the toughest thing for, I guess, me and Auntie as well, not to say it wasn't tough for you, mm-hmm. but we had four years like, you need to play. Like, mm-hmm. girls, the coach is not paying for you to not play. Yeah. You're playing to get paid to go to school. Yep. Pretty much, right? So you had to learn to walk. You had to learn to run, learn to kick. Mm-hmm. All in the span of, like, eight months. Because every time I tore my ACL, it was like I had eight months. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to make that clear why yeah. she's saying she felt like a duck. It is 
extremely challenging mentally yeah. and physically. Yep. Yeah. Relearning everything yep. pretty much. Mm-hmm. So um, after the year, three months, worked my butt off, came back. Became the best that I was before I tore my ACL. She really like, was. Legit. Yeah. Like, I worked so hard that summer. And then to go to the showcase and in front of all of these scouts, tear it again. <laughs> but this time it's my other knee. Um, that one I feel like was way more traumatic. Mm-hmm. Just because before going into the game, I'm not even talking about the showcase. The game, I had a conversation with my coach and we were like, my end goal with soccer was always to end up in the States and play. Always. Absolutely. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. I, I knew that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So the conversation I had with my coach was, you know what you have to do. Get it done. Get your scholarship. Get your school. Get your money. Let's go. Let's get this. Mm-hmm. Right? So to go into that game, mindset, eye on the prize. Then to just even just go through the motions, having it rerun back in my mind now. Yeah, but it's tough. Going through it, having the referee yell out, I heard it, it's her ACL, screaming down. That's traumatic. Um, mm-hmm. All, like, the personal trainers, this and that. Like, it, I don't even know. Like, it's just difficult. <laughs> I just remember the first thing, even going down, even though I heard a snap, my knee dislocated. That was the different part about this. Um, my knee dislocated. So even though I heard a snap, I'm still here, sitting here on the field. Like, it's not my ACL. Yeah. Uh-uh. You want to believe the best, absolutely. I had the first person check it out. I'm like, is my ACL still there? And they're like, we can't tell. I'm like, listen, walk within those few hours. I'm like, no, I'm not leaving here injured without a scholarship, period. And then to front confront my coach and have him just be like, like, it's okay. Like, you'll get back through it. It's just like, man, just to hear this all over again. Difficult. Traumatizing. Very traumatizing. Natural. That, I think, was like, I won't say the lowest, but man, did that teach me something. <laughs> I use that as my stepping stone to keep mm-hmm. going up. Mm-hmm. But um, from that moment, then getting my results, saying it was ACL again. At this time, I'm 16 or 17. So I have one more year of high school. I'm supposed to be going off to school the next year. I'm supposed to be securing a bag for some type of school. So my mindset is just like, damn, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what do I do now? Now I'm graduating high school and um, what's running through my mind? Do I still want to play? Do I not? Of course, I still want to play. So I I ended up taking a year off. So I graduated 2015, took 2016 off to rehab and kind of get my mindset right and pushed myself to go to a school, um, ended up going to a junior college in Michigan, did two years there, graduated, and then I ended up at Tusculum University. Yeah, not TC. Okay, you It's TC. So, you. Anyway, so they were there when it was TC. I'm there when it's TU. So then that's where I am now. <laughs> okay. So Jamila, tell us in total how many knee surgeries you had. I had two. So one on each knee. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Alrighty. Now, as for me, um, I tore my ACL my second year in college. And similar to what Janique said, like, 
you know, I was a freshman. I was starting. Everything was going good. Coming into sophomore season, I'm still holding my starting spot. Um, I was a defender, so I was switching positions to outside mid, so getting all comfortable with that. And literally, I'm a, I'm a dummy, so I tore my ACL on my own. Um, well, don't say that. I know. <laughs> I, it's cool. I know. On my own, a week before the season started, we had a like a practice game um, on our field, and the ball was on the outside of my left, no, right foot. Or left foot? Well, no, right foot, I want to say, I guess. And for some reason, I don't know why I came around with my left. It didn't make sense. I should just use the outside of the foot that the ball was on. And I pulled up and twisted. And you instantly heard the crack. People in the stand said they heard it. My teammates on the bench said they heard it. And it was just instant pain and screaming. And yeah, after going through the ACL test with my trainers and then getting MRI and all that stuff, it was um, my ACL that tore. So that was the first major injury I've ever had um, playing soccer. And traumatic, Mm. traumatic, traumatic. Um, The downward spiral I kind of went through after that. Me both, girl. I was not myself because Mm. I was the soccer player. I wasn't. Antoinette this like anything else it was who are you I'm Antoinette the soccer player that's what I was known as that's what I was identified as my family friends um and the outside world to to have the sport that you love since you were four being like stripped away from you like that it's like who the heck am I yeah I was like a loose cannon I gained so much weight never in my life do I want to be that big again unless I'm pregnant it was just not cute um didn't like myself I was isolated I wasn't the social butterfly that I was and it was just bad juju and you are a social butterfly yes I love people and I'm socialized so yeah it was bad juju (laughs) bad juju (laughs) then the surgery didn't take properly with the skin graft whatever they did I don't know my rehab was crap coaching changes um at my first school so I'm like yeah bun this I'm out (laughs) gotta leave there was even one point I was thinking about okay maybe soccer just isn't for you maybe this might be a sign like forget it and just go back home and be regular but I'm just like I don't no, I'm not, being regular is fine. To my regular <laughs> people out there, I'm not trying to diss. We're not dissing. I'm not trying to diss. This is just our life, right? So, but I'm just like, no, like you can still play the sport that you love. You can still bounce back. Just yeah. shift your focus. Yeah. So yeah. that's when in talks of Tusculum, and then ended up going there. And so by this point, going to TC, I came to TC. I want to say August 2013. Um. Yeah, I had to have surgery again. So at this point, I'm sitting out two years in a row now to mend an already messed up ACL because apparently my ACL wasn't even intact after the first surgery. It was still like flopping around in there. And I'm like, how is this possible after a year? I don't understand. Um, Shout out to Dr. Aiken, the team doc. Phenomenal. Um, So he fixed me right up and had to rehab and stuff like that. And even that within itself was really hard because... It's like I'm a part of the team, but I'm kind of not part of the team because I'm not able to go. I think you guys went away to like Florida, I think, Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the season um, for preseason stuff and like Mm -hmm. away games and like all that other stuff. So it's like I was there, but kind of not there. And I wasn't dialed into the sport at that point at all because I haven't been playing it for two years. I don't know if I'm coming or I'm going. I'm kind of just in limbo. Um, So, yeah, that was 
its own traumatic and crazy time for me. But again, luckily, I had Janique, um, who's gone through it, and she was able to help and guide me and like be there for me through it. Because um, when I had both of my surgeries in the States, my parents weren't able to come down. It was just yeah. me by myself. Um, I'll never forget. I think the day that I came out of surgery, you cooked me corned beef and rice. I probably <laughs> did. Oh. And you brought it to my room. Like little oh, things. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, like little things like that. It just meant yeah. so, it just meant so much to have that um, support and stuff there. So that yeah. was good. Um, then I remember, okay, so I rehabbed, came back. So it's the following year now, which would have technically been what? my june junior junior year yeah i don't know why i thought like okay like i'm ready like i'm invincible mind you i'm just coming back from not one but two acl surgeries sitting Mm -hmm. out for two whole years uh i have the strength there but my quad muscles still tiny i'm wearing uh, a brace but i'm working my butt off all summer long i don't know why i thought oh yes you're just gonna come back and like you know get to be like on um the 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 Ross we had two what two teams yeah, we did. The, the JV, JV team, team and, yeah. the and then the starting team so yeah. I'm thinking okay you're gonna be on the starting team uh no honey reality check I was on the JV team and to me I internalize that as a slap in the face because yeah, like me I definitely. I don't do JV in any type of sport yeah, yeah. I know the type no. of athlete that I am so hmm. to have a co- like coaches like bring you down they weren't doing it on purpose to bring me down but i internalize it and like them bringing me down them not thinking that i'm good enough yeah. what a slap in the face and then all my friends are on the first team yeah too so i'm like eh. and some of the girls that were on jv i'm like you're kidding me we are, we're not the same no we are not on the same playing field <laughs> love y'all yeah but the level of talent is just not there so to, i was really humbled in that moment but i was just yeah. pissed off to be honest, that I was on that team. Um, made the best of it, though, because we ended up, like, winning our division. And I had to be on the JV team in order to, like, build up myself and get in the right mentality to be up on the first team. Because if I just went to the first team like that, <laughs> there had been no way. I wouldn't have seen the field anyway. So there was a method to the madness. So yeah, that was good. Definitely. And then the following year now, which would have been my senior year, I was on to the first team. But even again, I've always played with a knee brace since I've come back playing soccer. So Jamila said, for example, when she first tore her ACL after she rehabbed, she felt like she came back even better than she did the first time. With Mm. me, I felt like once I tore my ACL, like that was it. I never could get back to that player. Mm. And that was so frustrating because I wanted everybody to see my talent. I wanted to prove it to myself. Like, yo, this is. is the chick that... Everybody mm. was talking about, like, mm. in rep and, you know, like, yeah. this is it. Like, she's an athlete. Like, this is who she is. And I could never get back to that girl. Yeah. And it's devastating. It's, it's sad to say, but once I tore my ACL, like, the love of the game for me, like, diminished. Yeah. And each yeah. time I tore it, the rehabbing all of stuff, it just diminished more and yeah. more and more yeah. and more. So at this point, I'm just kind of doing it because I have to because I'm on scholarship. I'm getting paid for it. But there's really no love um, attached to it. So, yep, that's how that went. Um, and then flash forward a little bit, besides soccer, I ended up playing lacrosse after my soccer season. Yeah, over. that was fun. Because uh, <laughs> I've been an athlete all my life, so just to yeah. go cold turkey, I'm like, ah, no, what yeah. is this? Yeah, um, So I picked that up, mm-hmm. and that is um, a fall slash, like, well, yeah, fall spring sport. 
And of course, playing lacrosse a week before season started in the IPF, I tear my meniscus. Mind you, the first two times I had surgery, I had meniscus damage. This time, I completely tore my meniscus. Antoinette has no meniscus left in her left knee. Um, so I'm just like, yeah, okay, this is just really now God is really saying no more because I've even had the mm -hmm. surgeon mm -hmm. look at me and be like, there's more to you than playing sports. If you keep going at this Amen. rate, you will have to have a knee replacement like mm -hmm. in your early 30s. Yeah. Like you want to be able to walk. You want to be able to play with your kids, yeah. Yeah. future grandkids. Like yep. you got to look at the bigger picture now. So like, eh, cool the jets. And to hear that, it was just like okay like that's yeah. when it really became real because i'm just like what like yeah. i can tear it come back and be better but at the same time i was never ever coming back as good as i was and like what's the point you're towards the end of your career now it's not like you're trying to go pro or anything like that so yeah, right. forget it not to cut you there real quick like with the whole injury thing and like it's such a roller coaster with emotions it like it's insane yeah. like the battles you go through up and down not with people outside of the sport outside of school outside mm -hmm. of your home it's with yourself. Those yeah. battles yourself are like... It's in the mind. kill you almost. Mm -hmm. It's like going from one person and then trying to figure out another person. And you're like, who is this person? And, and you're like, like figure scared. it out quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You have months to figure it out. Yeah. So, sorry. Yeah, no, that was that was great. Um, yeah, so it was just really crazy time. So, in total, I have had three knee surgeries all on my left knee. And all those three surgeries happened within, like, a four-year span, I want to wow. say. yeah. So, yeah. That's deep. And then, Janique? Oh, this is my turn. <laughs> <laughs> um, my story in regards to my knee is very similar to you, Antoinette. Um, my first surgery, or the first time I tore my ACL was in 2010, um, I touched on it from before. It was five games in, on top of the world. I'm away from home. It was lit. Tore <laughs> um, so my ACL in a in a very important game, and um, I remember the goalie took me out. She didn't even go for the ball. I was about to score. She took just she just went for me and took me out. It was the worst excruciating pain I've ever had to endure, like in my whole entire life. Like mind you. You know, as an athlete, you maybe like tweak your ankle here and there, but you go play the next game. You wrap it up and you go. With the ACL, it was just devastating to know. It's like, what do you mean I need six months to a year off? Like, mm. it was just super devastating. Um, so, yeah, that soccer season was pretty much done for me because that happened September 2010. Um, it was pretty rough because it was my first year and I was only like two months in. Um, being away from home, it was really tough. Um, I didn't have the same support system as others may have had. Um, when I had torn my ACL, there wasn't many people who tore the ACL around me. Yeah. Like, you know, you had people um, showing support. You had like a one, two friends showing support, but it's kind of hard when you haven't been through it. Yeah. Right? There's nothing like a support of a friend who's been through it and knows the mental and physical battles that you'll go through. And, you know, you even touched on it. Like, as soon as you did yours, I was there with, like, comfort food. Like, you know, like... Because yeah. I've been through it, right? Mm -hmm. Not to knock anyone who was trying to support me, um, but that's just what mm -hmm. it is, you know? Like, you could never fully understand unless you've been through it, unless you've been through it away from home without your support system. My family was my support system, and I did not have that there. Yeah. Because um, uh, we went to school 14 hours away, so... Yeah. 
it's kind of difficult. Uh, so yeah, I rehab back, you know, it didn't really register for me though. Um, people are like, you know, like it's like, you're never going to be the same. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like I can bounce back. I'm 17, I'm 18. Like it's going to be fine. You know, I would rehab and, you know, I feel like I was getting better, like, you know, physically because I didn't understand not having strength and having strength. Right. Mm -hmm. You're so young at this time. Um, it wasn't until like I had to start running again and kicking a ball again. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I don't remember how to run like i don't remember how to kick yeah. like what yeah. so i said duck duck <laughs> it was like two left feet it was so bad um but i remember just still in my mind like because it's just me i'm just very like stubborn and like mentally strong so i was like it doesn't matter i'm coming back like whatever i'm gonna start like i just didn't fathom like everything that would take place after tearing my first ACL. Um, okay, so fast forwarding, um, I want to say that after the first one, it was the summer I started playing again. So 2011 summer, either 2011 summer or 2012 summer, um, I was playing at home. Because that's what you do when you go away to uh, school in the States. You come home, you play to stay in shape. Yep. I was literally just running and I felt the pop. And... Um, I just went down. Like, it was... Like, I, I didn't even know what happened. Like, I was just running and something popped and it just finally went. And mind you, the first surgery... I don't want to say it didn't take. And I don't know if it wasn't the rehab, but somehow my ACL became stretched. Mm. And it was just very, very trying and terrible because when I was trying to come back, anytime I'd plant the foot, like, you know, there'd be sliding in the knee. Yeah. It just wasn't normal. But as I, then again, you don't tear your ACL every day. So, you, like, I didn't know that wasn't normal yeah. for someone recovering either, yeah. right? Um, so, yeah, I finally tore again. And um, we were going to Hawaii that year. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't play in Hawaii. That was devastating. So, I was contemplating just like you, like... Am I meant to be a soccer player? Like, why am I going through this again? And I remember trying to confide in friends and like, it's fine. Like, just, just like suck it up. Like, get the surgery. You'll come back. Like, they were just like, they didn't get it. Like, you know, it's so hard dealing with people who have been injured, but they haven't had an ACL injury. Like, ACL injury is very, very dramatic. It's very, very... um difficult it yes. changes you bro because like yes. you need your knee for soccer you like you need, need your knee. knee for like everything any type of sport so like right. you don't have that you're screwed like what are you supposed to do right you it's like go to the bathroom like yeah legit. like things you don't realize you need it for is like you need it for everything, everything. yeah <laughs> everything so yeah like it was just it was just a crazy 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 time and um Missing Hawaii was really devastating for me because I wanted to play. Like every four years, the school goes to uh, Tusca, uh, Hawaii to to play, and I, I just couldn't do that. And I just remember feeling down, like worthless. Like who am I outside of soccer? Mm -hmm. And we will definitely uh, touch on that. Mm -hmm. But like, who am I? Like who's Janique outside of soccer? Like I'm Janique, the soccer player. Like mm -hmm. as Annette stated. Mm -hmm. um, and I just remember the second one. 
second time tearing my ACL that um, it was just a down, downward spiral from mm-hmm. there. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. Getting, getting involved in a lot of crazy, crazy things oh, yeah. to avoid, <laughs> oh, yeah. to fill voids that um, Shoot. only Jesus can fill, but... <laughs> we will definitely definitely touch on that but it was definitely a journey that i wouldn't uh change for anything mm-hmm. it it was difficult but it taught me so much you know what i yeah. mean like a lot of people don't get that you have to like rehab your mental state yes so uh yeah like i said wouldn't change it for the world um but yeah we'll touch on more of that a bit later yeah for sure yeah. Alrighty, so getting into the next question so what was it like being away from home i don't know about y'all but i could not wait to get away from my parents <laughs> whoa listen antoinette didn't apply to one canadian school i was not worried about it at all honey the focus was america and it was america or or die like <laughs> i had to go yeah. and i'm ma- thank god uh, well yeah yes yes thank god because <laughs> north carolina was 14 hours away so i'm like yes they cannot come on weekends no one can come page me for stuff you're just gonna come for like senior days like a one two game <laughs> so you drop me off in august and i'll see you in december sayonara um <laughs> but you know what i know that sounds really bad but let me say the weekend that my parents actually dropped me off at college, the way how I bawled, though, when I had to say bye, because <laughs> I've never been away from my parents like that mm. from before. Yeah. So it like really sunk in. And like even seeing my dad cry, because my dad is not a crier, like yeah. big macho. And to see him bawl and cry and like, I'm not going to lie. I'm more I was more of a daddy's girl. So I cried more for my dad than I did for my mom. And that was just like, whoa, like this is really happening. Like they're not gonna be here. Like it's it's really just me, like out here by myself. (laughs) Um but I loved being away from home. Um at the beginning it was a little bit rough because you're juggling being away from your family and your friends. Definitely. Then school on top of that, plus soccer. And it's just like when you're in season, you got preseason, which is three a days. Preseason mm-hmm. starts at like five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Torture. With mm. fitness, <laughs> plus training. And then you're getting into games. And it's not like when you were playing rep soccer where you would probably practice maybe like twice a week and then you would have your tournaments on weekends and games on weekends. Yeah. No, 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 honey, you're practicing every day yeah and then you have games and you have like away games that are like two three hours away and then you still gotta get your schoolwork done so just trying to like make all of that work and finding like a balance at first i was like holy smokes like i can't do this i was like no i gotta go home i remember crying on bus rides to my parents i'm like no just bring me home i'm sorry like i should have never done this just bring me bring me back (laughs) please take me back but you you got through it and it did help that I had other freshmen in my class for my first school who were also far away from home too. So we yeah. kind of all bonded and meshed Definitely. and gelled um, because of that. But um, Mila, how was it like for you? For me, um, <clears throat> I'm not going to go on your experience, but like I won't relate it to yours either at the same time. You can't. Um, it's completely different. Just because most kids, when they go off to, or young adults, when they go off to college, they're 17, 18 years old. I took the year off. So when I took the year off, I worked 
because my mom's like, you're not going to stay in the house and not go to school. No. Nope. And <laughs> she hears me making money. You can't. Okay? <laughs> so I, I found mean, a job. I found my first job. Like, mind you, before this, this is all new to me again because... No walkless pit near all near. Exactly. Like, my, my work was soccer before so now i'm like rehabbing i took my year off i'm working making actual money my own money I'm like okay cool so i went in um with a little bit of work experience i went in how old was i 19 a little bit more mature yeah a little mm-hmm. bit more mature so i turned 19 when i got to school um the experience there at the junior at the junior college um because it is a junior college it's not a regular four-year school so I had to go find an apartment. I had to figure out rent. I had to figure out bills. I had to figure out, um, again, they don't offer um, full scholarships. So I had to figure out how to pay for that. I had to learn how to apply for OSAP. (laughs) I had to um, figure out how I was going to get around, get food. This and that all on my own. (laughs) Yeah. While being in an environment in a different country, while getting to know my teammates, while getting to know myself. So, it was, so yeah, I had to grow up quickly. So, yeah. I found a job there and everything. Um, it was, we didn't really party as much because we're all, like, young adults living in apartments. That sucks. Um, <laughs> we, like, we partied, but, like, again, like, we're all under 21. So, there wasn't much structure. Like, it was kind of just difficult. And, like, the environment and the place it was at made it kind of hard to have fun. Mm. But when I go went to TC now, or TU, um, because there's dorms and everything, absolutely, atmosphere changed. So, it's like, now it's party every other day. <laughs> and for me, we party from Wednesday to Saturday, bro. Oh, like, yo, there's always... College nights, baby. Our time now, we don't have as much freedom because they kind of paved the way and mosh it up for us. So now we have rules, but we still make the best of it. And for us, like, not to say that, like, Tuscan was, like, the best party school. Yo, we just made the best. absolute best of it. And for yeah. me, moving away, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I'm sorry, mom and dad. I was happy. Yep. <laughs> and um, I wasn't trying to run from my parents or anything. I was just excited to move to the States. It's something I've always wanted. Um, but it was amazing. We partied Wednesday to Saturday. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I'm saying amazing in the sense that, like, that's not how it's supposed to be. I'm saying it in the sense that, like, you know, we made our own fun. Yeah. Like, I don't think you yeah. need to drink and smoke to always have fun. Yeah. Even true. though that wasn't incorporated. But, like, we had, we made our own mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. And um, I like the freedom, but it did grow me up a lot because I had to learn to fend for myself. I didn't have a car. Yeah. Uh, there are no sidewalks. There's no buses. Mm-hmm. And I'm a city girl and we moved to the country. Yeah. Yep. So um, overall, I did like it, but there was a lot of challenges. Exchange rate when you're yeah. trying to buy food. Oh, my you know, you, it's 20 Canadian. It's 20 U.S., but it's like 50 Canadian. Like, yes. you know, there's a yes. lot of challenges uh, going away to school. But there was a lot of benefits, too. I met yeah. lifelong friends. Yeah. Um, I personally like the campus experience. Um wasn't like the top school but it was it was fun and we had each other mm-hmm. yeah um we were on something called the block system mm-hmm. where we had class uh for 18 days three hours a day mm-hmm. and um other than that it was time for mischief pretty much oh yeah <laughs> let me just tell you so 
Yes, I am from the GTA, but I'm from the West End. Janique is from the East End. Listen, I was ratchet as all <laughs> out, honey. And the saying used to go, because the other uh, black Canadian girls were from the East End. So I would be wiling out. I'm talking about, I don't like you. I'm seeing you from across the way. This. And they're all looking at me like, why? Like, why is she so different? Like, what? You guys are both from, like, the same place. But, like, why is she so, like, like this? Like, so out there and ratchet and loud. And Janique used to be like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like, as one, you know, like, we're not all like that. Like, we're from the East End. She's from the West End. Like, we don't behave like this, please. No, no, no. So, yeah. um, I was was very ratchet. Um, But... Janique loved me through it. I loved it from the beginning. Yeah, it was, it was just know. me. This was just how I am. And this was just me. Eventually, the older I got, I realized, okay, that stuff is not cute. You have to tone it down because that's not a good portrayal of who you are as a person. You could still be who you are, but not be so ratchet and like there rambunctious. Was there was it. a reason for a it. I was, yeah, out. yeah. But, I liked it, don't worry. Yeah, thank God, thank I you. Did. Thank God for change and <laughs> the level up. Because when yeah. I look back at that stuff and like me fighting, oh, fighting over <laughs> boys, a lot of his mercy. Oh, like, was it really it. ever that oh, serious? No. no, it was never that never serious. But oh, God. <laughs> the phone calls. The oh, phone calls. the phone calls. You know how many times Joke. people used to have to call Janique or I would call Janique? This, Janique's graduated. She's back here, like in Toronto, and I'm over there. And, like, they'd have to call her for her to come calm me down. <laughs> I lose it. I lose it. And the only voice of reason was Janique, man. The long distance calls. I don't think you... My saving grace. My saving grace, literally, while she was with me and while she came back. She was my saving grace so many times. Those are funny, though. Those are good. Those are good. I wasn't even involved in those times. That's why I was like, it's funny. It was funny. It's funny. Um, But yeah, the parties were fun. Mind you, when I got to TC... It was still fun because when I got there, I heard some stories how TC Turnup was pretty much something like Project X. <laughs> For all of you that do not know of the movie Project X, go do your research oh my to go figure out <laughs> what it was like. Um, but yeah, Janique, that was like your era, your time there. Yeah, so. like literally the year before you came. I wouldn't say it was Project X now, but... We made our own fun. Y'all turned up way more than and we tra- when I was there. Yeah, and we traveled for parties, mm-hmm. and we partied literally, like, Wednesday was Wasted Wednesday, mm-hmm. like, Thursday, Thirsty, I think it was Thirsty Thursdays, and we mm-hmm. just kept, mm-hmm. okay, I, won't, I won't tell you what Friday was. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, Sunday was Sleep It Off Sunday. Yeah. Like, we went hard. But I think I call it more Project X because of the apartment parties. Oh, the yeah. Parties that happened a, on campus. Yeah, we had a lot of And didn't apartment. get busted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's very true. We did have a lot of um, those parties. We made the best of it. We really did mm-hmm. make the best of what we had. Um, it was fun. Let us try that now. See what happens. But mind you, I must say, if I wasn't injured, I don't think I'd be going that hard. But, you know, the main goal was soccer and I wasn't playing. So right. it was like, well... Might as well get drunk. (laughs) Pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Alrighty. So, next thing that I would like to bring about finding yourself in college. Mm. I know we've all been injured and we kind of went through that 
crazy time of, okay, so we're not the soccer player anymore. Like, who are we now? And we kind of went through our own downward spirals. But mm-hmm. apart from the injury, who did you guys identify yourself as when soccer was over? Like, once we graduated, like, wh- who are we? Where do we go from here type thing? I say start with me because I'm not out yet. Um, it was an interesting time, um, I'd say, because I didn't identify with anything. It was like, who am I? I didn't know who I was. And um, I remember even getting into like a spell of like depression, like after soccer finished, because like we didn't make it. And I was just like, what a crappy senior year, like the performance, you know, like I was just in my head all year with the injury and everything. So I, I don't know. I didn't identify myself as anything. And um, I think that it's pretty sad for anyone to not identify themselves as anything because mm-hmm. you you need to. You need to have a strong, firm um, identity. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to learn, definitely. And I recommend for everyone to just, especially if you find yourself in college, right. to definitely take time. I'm not saying necessarily always be single, but sometimes that's what it takes mm-hmm. to truly find yourself and find your calling and find... Mm-hmm who you are, what you like, what you don't like, you know, what you tolerate, what you won't tolerate. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd say in college, I didn't, affect, I didn't identify as anyone or anything like that. It was definitely after when I got into mm-hmm. um, pursuing, you know, the true desires of my heart and the career that I wanted and just, right. you know, purpose right. and all that. So um, I definitely had to learn out of college that um, what I did is not my identity. Like mm-hmm. what I do, that's not your identity. Yeah. Because if you constantly do that, especially in the world, then like you, you know, like you're always going to be unstable. Right. If every day you're changing who you are. Yeah. True. Or if you identify to a title, I had to learn that mm-hmm. my title does not define who Janique is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are more than your actions. I really don't have nothing else to say to that. Janique sums <laughs> that up yep. beautifully yes. when it comes yeah. to that. Yes. Now. <laughs> My next favorite topic, yet the other topic that oh, kinda <laughs> boils my skin at the same time. It's, it's a bittersweet topic to talk about. You know, dating. Oh, boy. Dating in college. <laughs> dating oh, the American men. Ooh. Talking to the American men. Mm-hmm. What a time of my life that was. Okay. I loved them. I loved <laughs> I loved them. I still Don't love you. them. And I will continue to love you all. I can't even lie. Oh, Something man. about an American man. Yeah. Yeah. The way y'all dress. And then you got the accent. Y'all some mm-hmm. slick, smooth talkers. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> discernment is key. We cannot just go for that. There's mm-hmm. more... Definitely. That, you know, my partner needs to have, but man, oh, y'all football players, hey. <laughs> I'll let you, girl. Y'all basketball players, hello. Hmm. Um, okay, but enough about that. Um, <laughs> Mila is currently um, still in college, so mm. if you could talk about your experiences and dealings with all that. This is interesting. This is baby So I love oh, honey. On the spot. Oh, shoot. Okay. Um, Like, what is it like being technically, like, fresh meat on campus? Let's start with that. Oh, my. She got it the word. (laughs) I. (laughs) Okay. Coming to an actual university and experiencing actually being called fresh meat, like, fresh blood. I was just like. When I say like, are you, savages, like, are we animal? Like animals? I don't I, get it. I, I thought so. Like it, raw, I was raw meat. <laughs> oh, like my legit. God. Like 
I like honestly, I was speechless. I was looking at myself different ways because I'm like, how? Hold on. <laughs> how are there so many people? Just it's it's wild. Mm. But um, it's different. It's very different. I'm not gonna go. How was it different? Like, cause I'm not gonna say like. I'm an ugly girl, like or anything. Oh no, oh, she's, she's fine. fine. She like, is fine, Boston. Golden I don't say I'm an ugly girl or anything. So it's like I'm not gonna also be cocky and be like, oh, I'm used to it. I'm not gonna say that. But I'll say like it's different from like experiencing Toronto men. Toronto men to, and how they approach you. Exactly. It's, it's very their approach. Like Toronto men, I'm not gonna expose y'all, but your approach isn't dry. all the way there. No. Honestly, it's, it kind of is dry. So it's like me being young and like growing up in a kind of a different generation than they did. Like kind of in their generation, guys would still kind of be like, oh, like I like you. Let me take you on a date, stuff like that. Now for me, it's kind of different because I like that stuff. But they don't do that stuff. It's can I have your Snapchat? Like you would have been yeah, better off asking like, for my number. I don't have Snapchat, sir. It's like <laughs> yeah, like it is is it's different. Yeah, I'm I'm also old school soul yeah, at heart. Definitely. So I like when a guy will be like, oh, like, can I take you out? Like I think you're gorgeous, and like it's the it's 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 all about the approach for me. I don't care what anyone says, and I will say hands down, Americans. Have, they, I, they have better approaches. Than I think Toronto. they're going to listen to this podcast and try to take tips to get at you now. Well, mm. <laughs> saying, we'll drop the snap and the Instagram that. handle toward the end, y'all. Slide in her DMs, correct. Correct. <laughs> honestly, I'm one of those where it's like, it got to the point where I got so annoyed that people started sliding into my DMs incorrectly. I started correcting them because I'm like, straight like you need to know how to talk to a female it can't mm-hmm. just be like yeah. oh like this like no 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 come correct i'm still a female at the end of the day and if you mm-hmm. are that attracted to me you should figure out a way to come and approach me and get my attention to yes. where i can actually interact with you properly mm, definitely and not just on a sexual level thank mm-hmm. you <laughs> for me american men dating american men i don't know <laughs> mm. I must say, I did have a different one each year. I'm just saying. No, <laughs> That's just where it is to be. I'm just saying. Exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. <laughs> you heard it here. World problem. More internal problem. I'm just saying. More <laughs> internal problem. But what's wrong with that? Um, dating American men, I, I still say it's like probably my preference. Yeah. I've dated like, yeah, me too. Mm, like me, minimal Canadian guys. Like barely even, can yeah. even call that dating. Yep. Um, but I think my preference is still American guys. I mm-hmm. think it was cool for the most part. Like, you know, like she said, maybe because we're siblings, maybe our parents grew us up that way. We we're kind of mm-hmm. old school. We like the approach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, I don't got to take my wallet out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm not saying that's the only thing, but like they have the, the what's it called? The Southern hospitality. That's, yes. that's what it is. Yes. That really caught my eye. And then like being on campus in high school, I never really got that much male attention and then going into Tusculum it was like oh my like I had options yeah. <laughs> like, no, I can choose that. it's like dang who are you hollering at me <laughs> yeah so um experience was there was bad experiences but I mean there was more good than bad mm-hmm. I'd say I think it's still a preference I don't think it's <laughs> I want to go off that real quick just be like I, I I can only speak for myself I can't speak for y'all but like 
it's almost like what you see on Instagram. It's not, it's not like it's a clout chase type thing. Like, it's not like, oh, like, this is what we see. This is a lifestyle. Like, we kind of want... It's, we actually experienced it. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. So, like, that's why we say, like, that's our preference. Just because we seen the Canadian side... <laughs> And we've we dated side. both. <laughs> Team America, honey. <laughs> and honestly, both. And honestly, like I'm not trying to get at Toronto guys for real. No, no not but, at all. But there's just more American guys that you know come correct than Toronto guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say all Toronto guys are like no. that. I haven't personally met any that has come correct, but y'all need some work. That's all I'm about to say. I'll, I'll say, say there's. <laughs> I'll say there's a few. It's just. Of course, there's a few. Again, we're like. Toronto people, I feel like we're just like on the come up for everything. So it's mm-hmm. like everything is just a time process. So honestly, I'll just be like, maybe it's just not our time. But it's one of those where Americans are kind of just like they're just. They're just it. <laughs> I love the forward. Like a Toronto man and an American man can both have the same forward approach, but yeah. it's the delivery yeah. in it. That's, That's what it. gets me with the American yeah. man and the persistence too. Yes, like they ain't stopping. <laughs> They will not, <laughs> no matter no blocks, ghosting. They will go through friends, their teammates, their They're friends, coaches, teachers. Tell you, I have a girlfriend, but if you want it, yeah, oh, yours. Like, the honesty. I'll shop her for you, but like, it's not that you, we don't go for that. But I'm just saying, do they that, forward. If they want you, they want you. Period. Trifling, but honest. Oh, yeah, trifling. Not all y'all. Not all of them are trifling, but Trif- the honesty from the beginning. I appreciate it. I do appreciate y'all. Appreciate it. The Canadian girls. Y'all know how to make a girl feel great. Yes. Is this a heart. Yeah, very, this a very heart. special. Very y'all just know because your mothers raised you right. Mm. So. Yeah, I'm, come, I'm not all. Once again, the vast majority that I run into. The, the ones that I run yeah. exactly. Ones I ride into, y'all yeah, know this good. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm specifically coming back for one of y'all. One of y'all southern boys. That's <laughs> one of y'all. One of I'm y'all. not editing this out. <laughs> <laughs> He's here. He's right here. Y'all see me. Y'all know. Hmm. That's funny. Alrighty. Um, so piggybacking off of that, would you guys move back to the States? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. A thousand percent. I would. Absolutely. Um, and why would you guys move back apart from the men (laughs) and the shopping and the food? Um, I just wouldn't move back to any state personally when I was there and I would travel a lot to Atlanta. I really took a liking to Atlanta. Mm. I haven't been to Cali, but it seems like an ideal place to live. You know, if I have that cake, we can do that. But <laughs> Atlanta, I feel like I wouldn't be really homesick yeah. because it does have that city aspect and it is more mm-hmm. multicultural than especially where we went to school. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I'd say Atlanta and I don't know. I just love living in the States. It just feels like home. It really does feel like a second home to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just me. Some people go to school and they can't wait to come back. I was mm-hmm. devastated. I will definitely make another testimony video on that. I was devastated when I had to come back home. Yeah. Forced home. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, aside from the food and the cheaper houses and yeah. <laughs> the cheaper way of living, I just, I don't know, I just, I... <laughs> I just, and the food oh my god the food let's not get started on the food we're not food that another podcast another thing but I would just I don't know <laughs> it just feels like home I definitely would move back yeah. mm-hmm. I definitely would move back I would, I would love to be a dual citizen yes, yes. I would agree I'm there 100% yeah. um, for me the major that I'm in 
works just better out there as well. I've done my research. It's not even one of those where it's just like, oh, you want to just move to the States. No, not at all. Like, I've done my research. I've talked to many people in the same field that I'm in that are currently working. They're all like, yeah, if you want money and enjoy your job, stay out there. So mm-hmm. that's, those are, that's one of my reasons for staying back there. But my mm-hmm. big one is food. I don't, I don't care what they say. It's, it is the food. Waffle and House has my heart. Oh, Waffle House? And Waffle entrepreneurship House. is like, I find that it's just yeah. the network there. And that's definitely where I'm heading to, especially with uh, the businesses that I'm mm-hmm. about to enter into. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I feel like the states would be, it'd work out better. Absolutely. Yeah. Jamila, is there a particular state or city you would move to? Again, I'm not picky bagging off my sister. <laughs> we were twins in another life, I'm honestly, just saying. <laughs> honestly, but I would say ATL. Um, just because it does remind me of Toronto. Like you see build like it's just you don't I don't would I don't think I'd feel like, oh shoot, like I'm not in Canada anymore. Like, right. It's, it's kind of like, uh, I think it'd be an easy transition for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what so, it is. Mm-hmm. And like the culture there itself too is like I don't say they're evolved or anything. They're kind of just a little bit ahead of us. Yeah. Like people already have like things in their mind and they're just making it work mm-hmm. and like putting it into action. The fashion. So, fashion, uh, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On like cars, everything. Mm-hmm. Houses. Even the church conferences are lit. I must say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. <laughs> if not there, honestly, wherever a job takes me, wherever, like I would say if a job brings me to like, shoot, Texas, cool. If a job <laughs> brings me to Ohio, Cool. That's not like a big deal, but if I have to choose, it'd be ATL. Mm, sounds good. Nice. If I had to choose, hands down, it would be Charlotte, North Carolina. She's so in love with yeah. Charlotte. <laughs> they know. Charlotte's nice, though. Charlotte it's is nice. beautiful. Yeah. And it reminds me a lot of Toronto. Mm-hmm. Super multicultural. Yeah. I can still get my Jamaican food. See, that's the thing. Still hear my Jamaican tune that I play upon radio. Line <laughs> yes. up my waist. Yep. People know what it is. Yep. <laughs> I just feel so at home. And I would have, I would have to be in the city because there are the suburbs of Charlotte. Of but course. it's just... It's, it's not the same. Yeah. I still see like buses, taxis. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, that's what I like. The I hustle and the bustle. Yeah. Definitely. I love it. Yeah. Anywhere where there's a touch of home, mm-hmm. that's where we yeah. For sure. Sounds good. Definitely. Okay, now transitioning from that, mm-hmm. playing sports, mm-hmm. what has soccer taught you guys about life? That's a deep question. That life's not fair. <laughs> yes. I second that. Um, honestly, mm. I think soccer has definitely taught me how to be mentally tough on mm. another level through the injuries, through maneuvering life on your own yeah. there. Um, I think it's honestly taught me to not personally, to not love things of the world. Um, that's why you get so devastated when it crumbles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's fickle, you know? It's it's not forever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's all I can really think of right now on the spot. <laughs> that's, that's deep for me. <laughs> um, man, um, I would say, I would go off of what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mentally tough. Just even through injuries, mm-hmm. it's taught me... Um, 
who my real friends are. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's taught me who's actually behind me, who supports me. Yeah, definitely. I'll tell you for a fact, not all family members behind that has your back. They yeah. don't. Mm-hmm. Um, it's taught me that there's more out there in the world. I've traveled so much with soccer. Yeah, absolutely. I've got to see so much of the world with soccer. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Because not so a lot blessed. of people get to experience things that I have just mm-hmm. from touching a ball with my foot. Right. Mm-hmm. So I will say that. I will say... Um, um, it's gone. It's it's showed me things about myself that I haven't seen before. Definitely. So like with the injuries, um, who knew I could be depressed? Right. <laughs> even going through it, I didn't think I was depressed, but I was. Shoot, mm. gained like twenty pounds. Yo, don't even realize that. it until right. you take a step back and you look, and people tell you the real truth. Yeah. Um, but then finding my own strength especially because it was such a at a young age Mm -hmm. um finding my own strength and getting out of it twice Mm -hmm. (laughs) and still having bad mind people talk about you like it's it was Mm -hmm. a lot but those little things like that i hold near and dear to my heart because i can be like i made through i mean got through like the hard times i have my Mm -hmm. scars to show it yeah yeah so yeah and definitely uh teamwork and stuff yeah. like that too um i know whenever you put that you play soccer you had a soccer scholarship on your resume it just looks good they're like wow like you know you're within a team it's like you've mm-hmm. done it for years so yeah. i've seen so- soccer has literally taught me so many life skills yes life skills and i've mm-hmm. learned to i've learned to be a leader like in the world oh, outside of soccer yeah. i've learned to work with people i learned to work alone mm-hmm. i've learned how to discipline myself even with food and working out like i can do that by myself you know what i mean through soccer like Mm -hmm. you learn to be Mm -hmm. disciplined and structured you know Mm -hmm. and all that good stuff and i just i honestly wouldn't change the experience for the world Mm -hmm. i know some people would look back and be like man like it really didn't go the way you wanted it to yeah Yeah. because i've learned so many life skills and you know Mm -hmm. how to pick yourself up when you need to yeah for sure and then how to have supportive friends and having supportive friends around you i've learned real from fake yeah yeah so (laughs) we don't do fraudulent around here honey um time management time management i'm a procrastinator (laughs) bruh if coach says 6 a.m you're there at 5 45 time management is time management It teaches you so much. I'd recommend p- parents putting their kids in there, even if they Absolutely. don't make it to the league. Absolutely. That doesn't matter. It's what you take away with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys summed it up excellent. Yeah. <laughs> really. Not much for me to put in there. Um, and then the next part, piggybacking off what of you said, having a support, being mm-hmm. a part of a team. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to have a supportive group of friends Mm. within sports and even without it what does that look like for you guys and what does it mean what kind of weight does that hold it's hella heavy not as as a friend i think it's very heavy because being the friend to a person that's an athlete like their Mm. role is so important they don't even understand how important it is Mm -hmm. because sometimes it takes how was your game today right sometimes it takes you you did well even though you didn't get that goal like you don't understand how heavy small words can be to mm-hmm. a person to an athlete anytime it could be next time like go get them next time like or the time wasn't good today it could be better tomorrow 
Like, see, I'm, sorry. Go ahead. See, I'm that friend, but I'm that friend that'll be like, you played like trash. She knows. Yeah. Because, like, I'm her but support system. Those, I'll be like, yo, friends. you played like no trash today. No sugarcoating. Why are you sugarcoating? But, like, she knows I'll come at her crap. Like, yeah. you played mm-hmm. like trash today. Mm-hmm. You know, you did this well, this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. Like, it always comes with something positive. I think that's so, absolutely, so, yeah. so important. I don't, I don't, wouldn't say that I had a big group yeah, of supportive no. friends right. um, in soccer. Um, but, you know, there were a few that were there. Um, but I mean, I feel like there's only like a few that ca- that I came out with. Exactly. Um, so I like time tells and time's the test, the greatest Most test. Definitely. For sure. But it's important. It's important when you're getting injured. It's important being away mm-hmm. from school. It's mm-hmm. so important to have people to lift you up and not, right. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just try to say manipulative things to take your spot kind of yeah, thing right. that happens in college yep. yeah. like you know you Jealousy. really need a maneuver mm-hmm. who is your friend or who's just trying to take your spot right. like you know right. so that's a really good question it holds a lot of weight mm-hmm. yeah just definitely. to answer that and it's so so key yeah it's so key and if you don't have it i mean hold on to that one that you have yeah and um yeah yeah i say just keep building up yourself until it comes because it does come right it took me years to find good solid friendships yeah i would say like personally um with the friend situation i never really had school friends Mm -hmm. that understood me at all they'd always just be like oh why can't you come to this party like oh i got practice in the morning yeah Mm -hmm. they don't get Mm -hmm. it i I never really had those friends in school all Mm -hmm. my friends were in sports or they were my teammates true it was never outside of the sport because they never would understand me like That's ever. very true no matter how much i explain to them mm-hmm. this comes first yeah that comes first mm-hmm, like yeah. all my soccer friends can always relate i still have friends to this day like we're all at different schools now they'll call me up be like how was your game i yeah. watched your That's game so cool. stuff like that so like Huge. you they, they are so important yeah, you I need it. Yeah. build so important. those friendships mm-hmm. the ones mm-hmm. that go through injuries with you or share injuries yeah so yep. you can go back and like oh like today was rough i'm like it's cool i've been there done yeah. that mm-hmm. you need that ear sometimes even if it's just listening yeah you need you that, need that ear. in college man mm-hmm. and for life but mm-hmm. yes i agree they're all it's those friends yeah <laughs> yeah those ones right that's there. deep for sure it's deep. with me i hold my friendships to a very very high standard mm-hmm. <laughs> um i'm an only child so i've Oh, and I'm very social, so I've always looked to have a lot of friends. And, like, this one's my friend and that one's my friend. Mm-hmm. But as you grow up, not everybody is your friend. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very selective. Mm-hmm. And I've learned a lot of things from playing team sports and even outside of um, that as well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just very key to have people who are solid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Solid, solid, sound people. So, like, mm-hmm. these two are my friends, but, like, they're actually my sisters. Mm-hmm. I look at mm-hmm. my friends as my sisters. They are yes. legitimate family yeah. um, to me. So, yeah. and I am not a blunt person. I may not have the nicest delivery, but I have the best of intentions. Yes. yes. She does. And I've seen that <laughs> from the jump. She's the best part. I, like, Jenny will always tell me, like, you're such a kind person. You have such a good heart. I don't know. I'm like, I really? It. Like, yeah. what? Oh, yes. I, uh, I am. Like, <laughs> The delivery might not always come out right, but I always want the best for my friends. Always, always. 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 And if you're really and truly my friend, you will understand that. Even if you don't understand it in the moment, Mm -hmm. eventually you will realize, okay, auntie is saying this and this. Not to hurt me, not to come at me, but she legit wants what's best. So with that being said, there is a post that was on Instagram. Shout out to Ryan, a.k.a. Mr. KOA. 
um, for this post that I found really insightful and I wanted to bring it up um, mm-hmm. with Jamila and Janique. I touched on it a little bit um, mm-hmm. about two episodes, but yeah. I really want to hear their insights. Mm-hmm. So the post reads... Have you ever tried extreme honesty with someone? It's so difficult, yet so freeing. When you can trust someone's maturity to handle anything you throw at them, it alleviates so many barriers to communication. Start small and work your way up. That's deep. (laughs) Neela, you want to start on this one? Yeah. Um, I would say um, off the rip, family, like... There's, like, we have that bond where it's, like, the trust is just automatically there. And I'm not even talking about just blood. Like, family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there's that. So, honestly, for me, because, like, that's just honestly who I am. Sometimes I'm too blunt, apparently. Um, Usually I'm the mean one. So I didn't say mean. I said blunt. You know, but usually they say that about me. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different level. What? Continue. Different level. <laughs> um... Uh, yeah, I get told that I'm like really just upfront. I'm real, not my words. I'm very real, apparently. Um, I'm honest. I like to be honest. I want to be honest with people be- mm-hmm. so they can be honest with me. Absolutely. I don't want me. anyone to sugarcoat certain things. If I ask you, be dead honest with me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm expecting the truth. Mm-hmm. So that's just what I think. Like, that's what I hold myself to. So I just. Yeah. expect it mm-hmm. from others obviously i'm not people aren't going to be honest people are going to lie and everything and that's something i've learned mm-hmm. who to be honest with not as in lie but how who to be blunt with and who not to be mm-hmm. but um i find it extremely hard myself because even it's like something as small as being like you have a booger in your nose like that's difficult <laughs> you don't like confrontation i don't mm-hmm. like yeah. confrontation mm-hmm. that's difficult but is it something good. else it's like Yo, like, I'm, I'm for the confrontation. <laughs> it's for the betterment of yourself, for yeah. me, and for the friendship. Yeah. So, again, I don't do fraudulence. I don't play that yeah. whatsoever. So. I don't think that it's a real relationship if you don't have that. Yeah. Um, and it's all in the delivery as well. Yeah. Like, I know for, like, my sister, like, she's, like, one of my best friends, obviously. But with her, she's she's a little bit sensitive. Like, I can give her the truth, but it's the delivery. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't come at her any kind of way. Like, you can't. <laughs> come correct. <laughs> just don't do that. Like, right. you have to use discernment with people. You don't right. just, I'm going to say it this way. Like, you don't do that. <laughs> right. um, with, um, with Antoinette, from the jump, like... I would call her, but we've had that relationship. She's been paging me. I would and call I love her it. out. And we've had the most, outmost respect for each other. Yeah. Like, have we ever seriously been in an argument? No. Sorry to, like, no. butt in, but we've never argued. We've never had an argument. And if we did, it would be in the most mature, way. respectful way. Right. Yeah. As like, it this should is, be. This is how I feel. Ready, 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 ready. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. it. You As know it what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's it. So um, I think it has to be a real friend in order to mm-hmm. even take yeah. it there because I've had friends where it's like you're not not that you're scared to tell them the truth, but it's like yo, I know you can't handle it. Yeah, you're right. Like you're gonna cut me off. You're gonna tell this and this, this is high school days or when you're younger, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, tell this person not to talk to me, yeah. like this and that, like oh all that gosh. comes with it. But like as I got older, I was like, wow, like. This is what a friendship's like. Like you mm. call me out on my bullcrap, yeah, and I call you out on your bullcrap, mm-hmm. and like we encourage each other and we pray for another one another. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
that's just it's deep yeah. when it's a real yeah. relationship and I agree with the starting small you know like I said the delivery not everyone mm-hmm. can take all of that at once right, mm-hmm. right. Um, I don't know with you I just know like she can take it like <laughs> from mm-hmm. jump mm-hmm. you know pre-Christ days I've been like yeah. listen yeah. <laughs> you need to get your crap together right. and I would just call her out and she'd still love me for it yeah. and <laughs> Yeah, because I know she's coming from a good place. Absolutely. There's nothing that Janique would do or say that would ever come with ill intent. Right. So I just take it with that. And even same thing with me and some of my friends. It's just like, I'm, I can't, I'm not a real friend if I can't page you yeah. on your stuff. Because yep. sometimes you just get so wrapped up in your old world, mm. you don't see things for what it is. Yeah. So you need that outside factor to come and kind of reel you back in. And I would always call Janique and be like yo like sis like t- explain the situation and be like tell me if I am wrong like yeah, really like, and truly like you're dead wrong <laughs> what like was I wrong like what and like yo she's delivering it to me not what I want to hear she's telling me exactly how it is yeah and, exactly I, and I appreciate that again I do too no fraudulence I think it's the worst thing friendship is great you can key 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 and all that stuff but there's mm-hmm. a time and place for everything and you shouldn't be coddling a friendship or enabling that person. Because mm-hmm. the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different Fox. results. Fox. So if you're just going to let it fly over your head, mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. is ever... It's no point. Yeah, it's getting solved or like getting dealt with. It's just like the same crap. And I don't like stagnancy, especially mm-hmm. in my fr- my friendships. We're all elevating, Elevation, pushing baby. each other mm-hmm. to the mountaintop and, and further, to yeah. infinity and yeah. beyond. Yeah. So... If I page one of my friends and they're coming at, like, we're not, well, yeah, they're gonna come at me and kind of be like defensive or saying that I don't understand and this and that, it just gives me more insight. Like, yo, so then you don't really know me. Cause if you really knew me, you would know it's not like that. Right. And I feel like, especially at this age in my life, mm. me a big, big woman. <laughs> Late 20s. I do not have time to associate with people who kind of just want to stay asleep mm-hmm. to, right. to, to certain things, who don't want to address it and are not taking strides, mm-hmm. elevate and be better. You just want to kind of key, key, key and like dance around it. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I don't do that. And I shouldn't have to fall subject mm-hmm. to being in and around that space. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like, I just don't want to fall subject to any friendships that can't page me it should be a two-way street i should be able to page you and you should be able to page me you shouldn't be enabling in my bs and i sure don't because yeah (laughs) like it just it it just can't work and we're just like going around in circles and my best analogy is for what i is this people might say it's a little bit dramatic but it's me watching like one of my friends for example like something could happen to mila something could happen to janique and they're sitting in a car on a train track and a train is coming to hit them. Mm. And I am running. I make it to the car and I'm trying to get them out of the car. But like they're playing with me, like to do- unlock the door and then lock it, unlock it and unlock it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to get them through the window and like yeah. trying to go through the sunroof, yeah. trying to go through like the the trunk to like save mm-hmm. them. But like they don't want to be saved. And yeah. some people might say, well, you're overstepping their your boundaries to each their own. But like, when it again because i hold such high weight of my friendships Mm -hmm. you guys are like sisters you guys are family bro i want to do everything i can 
to protect y'all yeah. Yeah. And, and help y'all. And help, yeah, absolutely. But uh, other things I had to learn too, again, if people want to stay asleep, as Can't much as you want to, thank you, Can't as much as you want to shake them and be like, yo, wake up. If they don't want to wake up, you cannot force them to wake up. They have to realize that yeah. stuff on their own. Just pray in the background then. So. And I've realized instead of being so frustrated, that's when you just got to take a step back and yeah. just love these people from a distance yeah. because then you start taking on their stuff plus yep. you trying to get them to realize it and it just becomes too much Yeah. for my head Dude. top. So sometimes it's best. I say the less friends, the better. Mm. Yep know your circle keep mm-hmm. your real ones close and then other things just love people from a distance yeah and love people for who they are as well mm-hmm. i like that like love them for who they are and like i had to learn at a young age like you can't change people like when they right. show you their true colors like that's that's what it is bro and, and like i've learned to love that. everybody like even though i don't agree with your lifestyle mm-hmm. and we have different lifestyles mm-hmm. love them anyways right. you know what i mean um can't you can you can't bring a you could bring a horse to the water but you can't make them drink exactly so mm-hmm. very true definitely but it, i believe it comes with maturity too would you guys That's agree a thousand percent because in high school like and even college it's so different mm-hmm. to now it's like i have my little tree friends and i'm like yeah. i'm good yeah <laughs> life's blessed mm-hmm well, ladies, thank you so much for coming on Yay. to the pod. Thank you for inviting us. Of course, I had a great time listening yes. and conversing with you guys. Yes. Um, for all my listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, if you would like to follow these ladies on social media, yes. please feel free. Mila, if you want to drop your handles. Mine Instagram is just Mila. So it's J-U-S-M-I-L three A's. And then mine's Janique Shante. So it's Janique, J-N-I-Q-U-E. And then S-H-A-N-T-E. Okay, wonderful. So again, ladies, thank you. And guys, thanks again for listening. And remember, go forth in love and happiness and make it make sense to you. Till next time. Peace.